Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inside the Bunker. I'm your host, Keith Bunker. I wanted to spend today a little bit talking about some movies and television shows. I know if any of you watched or listened to my first episode, my interview with Ryan from the 20 Years of 24 podcast, I know I mentioned, you know, had him name a few movies at the end of the episode, you know, what his top five movies and television shows of all time were. Uh, and it kind of got me thinking, you know, Hey, I should probably come out with a list of my own, you know, why am I asking other people to do this? And I'm not doing it myself. So I did compile a list of some stuff just to kind of, you know, give you some insight on what I'm into, what I like, uh, my hobbies and stuff like that. So a lot of thought went into it. It's not an easy list. I, I was talking to my wife last night and if you put together a list, if you, if I was to ask you, you know, put together your top 10 movies and television shows of all time, unless you've only watched 10 movies ever, it's probably going to be a pretty tough list for you to come up with. It's, it's not easy. Uh, you'll, you'll sit there and think you have a list and you'll think of, Oh my gosh, this movie, uh, it's, I gotta, I gotta add it to my list. You know, this is something I can't go without. So it's not easy. With that being said, what I'm going to do is I kind of, I, I do like all genres of movies. So I kind of took a little bit from every genre. I kind of narrowed it down to, okay, let me, take my two favorite type of movies from every single genre. And then I kind of put it into a list. I don't have a top 10 list as per se, like, you know, like IGN and, and the very popular, you know, rankings, fandom, you know, sites do. I have it just, I'm just going to name movies. They are my top 10. Don't have a particular order to those top 10 necessarily. Um, and if there is a change to that, I will let you know if, if it's like, yes, this is my favorite movie of all time or so forth. But also, too, I did show, choose not to put on ongoing television shows. So, for example, The Witcher, huge fan of The Witcher Netflix series. It's only been on for one season. They could totally drop the ball season two, three, four. Who knows? Hopefully they won't. I don't think they will. But I intentionally did not include television shows that are currently on the air that are ongoing. So that Cobra Kai, huge fan of that, too. I kind of got into that late. But Cobra Kai is another show that I am in love with but the new season is coming out this december so again not gonna be part of my list so those are a little bit of disclaimers as well as too if i haven't watched a television series all the way through but i like it it's probably not going to be on my list and that's the only reason for that is a lot of shows do tend to jump the shark you know as the old saying goes of kind of you know having a good couple seasons three four seasons even and then just dropping the ball at the end and just becoming awful. I mean, and a lot of people, I'm not going to get into uh, the Game of Thrones debacle, but, you know, a lot of people love that show, and myself included. And the last season, the two seasons, they just kind of dropped the ball all over the place. And that show was not on my list for that reason. I loved it for the first, you know, six, seven years it was on the air, but then it just kind of fell apart. Uh, Walking Dead's another show, kind of example of that. Still a fan of it. I still enjoy it. First few seasons, amazing, you know, revolutionary, really, really, really well done. But lately, you know, the last three, four seasons have kind of just fallen off a little bit. So, and that, and that's still on the air as well. So I couldn't include it in my list with my rules anyway. So, um, so that's being said, you know, there will be no like breaking bad, love breaking bad. Haven't watched it all the way through when I do watch it might change my list, you know, to, to include that. So this is just including, you know, those, those are the rules for my, for my ranking. So with that, I will start off with movies. We're going to do that first and just kind of give you some of my favorite movies. So I'm going to start off. This might shock some people, 
those that know me, I know it shocked my wife. She was like, really? When I gave her this list and a couple other people. But uh, The Princess Bride. Love this movie. Uh, it stars Carrie Ells, Robin Wright, Mandy Paddington, Andre the Giant. But, you know, the late Andre the Giant. Came out in 1987. Fell in love with this movie. It's it's funny. It's got great. It's, it's, it's about the only romantic movie I like. Like, that's got some romance in it. It's funny. Got some good action in it. Um, I watched it as a kid. It, it's as all the time. Like I think I wore out the VHS tape, but absolutely love this movie. I have the DVD here for those of you watching on YouTube. It's a great movie. If you haven't checked it out, you know, check it out on streaming or pick it up. If you ever go to Walmart or one of those stores and, you know, make sure you watch it, but it's a classic, really great movie. One of my top 10. Okay. So we're going to follow that up with Terminator. Terminator 2 specifically, Judgment Day. One of my all-time favorite movies came out in 1991. I'm pretty sure most everybody has seen Terminator 2, at least the first two, Terminator 1 and 2. I know it kind of kind of went downhill after that, but uh, started, starred, obviously, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Robert Patrick, Edward Fur Furlong. You know, amazing movie. Uh, at the time, back when it came out, back in the you know early 90s, it was a great movie. The effects were fantastic. Still hold up today for the most part. It's uh, still my favorite of the Terminator movies. Absolutely love it. So if you haven't checked it out, you know, make sure you check out Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Okay, so I'm going to follow that up with, and this is my James Bond box set for those of you on YouTube watching, Casino Royale. And that is the Daniel Craig 2006 Casino Royale, not the one that came out a lot earlier in the, what, the 60s, I think it came out. It's a comedy. Uh, this was is one of my favorite James Bond movies. This was tough for me. I'm a huge James Bond fan. Seen all the movies, love them. It's one of the few movie series that me and my dad actually grew up, you know, watching together. And and we went to a couple of the movies in theaters. I think World is Not Enough back with Pierce Brosnan. And we went and saw that as well. But this is my favorite of the James Bond movies. I know there was a lot of controversy when um, Daniel Craig took over as James Bond. You know, he doesn't look like James Bond. You know, he's, he's too, you know, too macho or whatever. There was a lot of controversy around that. And I absolutely love the portrayal. Um, a lot of it had to do with him. A lot of it had to do with the directors and the writers of really telling an origin story for James Bond and making him modern, you know, making it more into the vein of, you know, the modern, you know, Mission Impossible 24 at the time, you know, if we're going back to television, but, you know, making it really well, well done. Still my all-time favorite. I, we're, I'm going to actually be doing a rewatch of the Daniel Craig James Bond movies leading up to No Time to Die. That's coming out on October 8th, which I'm going to be doing a review in a couple of weeks on that as soon as I see it. A re review and a uh, reaction video. So super excited. Check it out if you have not seen it. Casino Royale. And there's that. So next... I'm a huge fan of the MCU, as those that know me. I love the MCU. So I was trying to look, and I'm like, okay, which out of all the MCU movies, which one do I love the most? I mean, I like them all for different reasons. Some of them are a lot better than others. And I really narrowed it down to two, but um, I had to narrow it down to one for this purpose because I only have ten movies to choose from total. And I put on my list Captain America, The Winter Soldier. I absolutely love this movie. I A little bit of a backstory. 
could care less about Captain America. I'll be honest, before the MCU, I never read a Captain America comic, really, except for, like, crossover appearances here and there in different series that I read at the time. But it he was not a character I cared about. So, you know, I saw Captain America, the first Avenger. I'm like, that's good. Nice period piece movie. Enjoyed it. You know, saw the Avengers, of course. When this movie came out, I went to theaters and saw it. And just, it was a spy thriller. Again, I'm super into, as you can tell from my list, spy thrillers. So the way they did it, the whole Hydra plot twist, not going to get into spoiler territory in any of this conversation right now, in case you haven't seen any of these movies, but the whole Hydra twist, the, you know, bringing back Bucky, all of that. It, the way, way it was done was fantastic. Still my favorite MCU movie. I could go back and watch this one, you know, as a standalone and just totally love it like I was watching it for the first time. So check it out, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. This one was tough as well. Got the Nightmare on Elm Street collection. So for this one, it was Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors, which came out back in 1988. Uh, starring Robert England, Patricia Arquette, and Heather Langenkamp. Uh, I love the Nightmare on Elm Street series. I'm a huge horror fan, for those that know me. Huge horror fan. I had to kind of narrow it down. It was between, you know, the original Nightmare on Elm Street is known as, by many fans, as being the best in the series. It was the one that introduced Freddy Krueger and had the whole, you know, the mythos and explaining that. This one, just to me, kind of was the most well-rounded Freddy Krueger, where it was before the full-on comedy of the sequels of four, five, six, you know, Freddy's Dead and so forth, but it still had the horror aspect. And it, I liked the whole idea of it was it took place in like a mental hospital, and they were dealing with you know with patients that had different you know powers that they drew up in their dreams. You know, one of them was a wizard, one of them had super strength. You know, he could he could bend anything, and that's what his powers were were in his dreams. And I really liked that aspect. I thought it was cool. At the time, and I mean, obviously, I was a kid watching a lot of these movies. Uh, it was a very, very well done. Uh, I still, again, it's my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I can watch it today and just, I, I know it line for line for the most part. So if you're into horror and with it being October coming up, you know, watch it. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. So next, the original Die Hard. This movie... <laughs> I'm going to uh, make a bold statement and say, I do agree it is a Christmas movie. I know that that is an ongoing thing every year. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Is it not? To me, it is. Uh, whether you want to believe that or not, you know, you can believe whatever you want. But I believe it's a Christmas movie, and I choose that. That's my that's my take on it. I watch it every Christmas. We usually try to watch it Christmas Eve or so. I do have a special kind of comedy episode of inside the bunker coming up in december involving die hard that's a hint i will i'll leave it at that but absolutely love the movie it obviously it starts you know bruce willis and alan rickman the late alan rickman came out back in 1988 which apparently was a good year for me because you know three of the 10 movies came out in 1988 that are on my list and it's fantastic love it great one-liners funny great action all over the place one of my favorite movies. Again, watch it every single year. So the original Die Hard. And there it is. Next. Star Wars. So which Star Wars? I'm not going to cheat and say the entire Star Wars collection. Because there have been clunkers. And there have been really good ones. To me, Star Wars Episode Five: Empire Strikes Back. My personal favorite Star Wars movie. Came out in 1980. Of course, stars Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford. And various other fantastic actors were in that movie. Again, I think this is 
most people's favorite Star Wars movie. I'm not going to speak for everybody. A lot of people do like the prequels. A lot of people love the new A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. But I think most people I talk to, Empire Strikes Back is the one that they're, they're like, okay, if, as far as movie making goes, probably Empire Strikes Back is probably the best of the movies. And to me, I, I agree on that point. Great movie. Um, I do tend to, my wife makes fun of me, but tend to uh, kind of side on the bad guys when it comes to movies. <laughs> And and television shows like I'm always I'm always enamored with the bad guys. Probably my fan of horror, you know, being a fan of horror kind of helps with that. But uh, I think having you know Darth Vader and and the Empire, you know, essentially win in this movie was kind of was like, ooh, this is kind of different. And you know, obviously in Return of the Jedi, you know, they get their comeuppance. But fantastic movie, love it. You know, Empire Strikes Back, of course. So next, the Lord of the Rings. So this one was kind of tough for me because I obviously I can't use the whole trilogy. I didn't want to do that and be like, yes, the whole trilogy is my favorite movie. No, I don't want to cheat. All three of the Lord of the Rings movies, you know, if you were to watch them back to back to back, uh, God bless you because that would take forever. But on a side note, it's also too you could kind of interchange the movies in my opinion. Uh, I would say Fellowship of the Rings, my favorite. So that's the one I'm including on this list. And the reason for that is basically it was the first one that came out. I mean, I had read and watched the Lord of the Rings animated movie and read the books and seeing it on the big screen, live action and the way Peter Jackson did it. Fantastic. Still the music to this day is amazing. The, the, the acting was fantastic. The special effects. I mean, still, I mean, this is what, 20 years later, it came out, what, 2001. It, it's still fantastic. So fellowship of the ring. Amazing. I'm pretty sure everybody listening or watching this has probably seen the movie. But you should definitely check out the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So there's that. So we're down to two left for the movies. Who are you going to call? So Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters 1 is my favorite. I know this is the Ghostbusters 1 and 2 set that I have in my hand right now. But the original Ghostbusters that came out back in 1984 starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, the late Harold Ramis, and... um. Ernie Hudson, as well as Rick Moranis and several other great actors. But I wore the VHS out of watching this as a kid. I know my mom always, I she said I could quote it when I was, you know, what, how old was I? Three years old. So three, four years old, you know, I could quote this movie. And to this day, I can still quote this movie. And I wore out the VHS. I know she said she had to buy me numerous ones because I would wear it out, watch it every single day after school you know, three or four times a day if I was off. So I had to include this on my list. It's, it's again, it's almost to the point where I don't want to watch it anymore because I've seen it so many times, but I can still watch it and still quote it. So I love this movie. Uh, you know, check it out. Ghostbusters one. And I'm super excited for Ghostbusters afterlife. I'm, I'm hoping it's really well done. They're kind of treating it like a Ghostbusters three, like an official Ghostbusters three. So I'm really excited for that coming out. I think it's later this year. And then my last movie on my list is Halloween 1978. So this was tough. Halloween 1 and Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, were two of my favorite horror movies of all time. I wanted to just include one Halloween movie, though. And I think the 1978 one, I would have to say, is my favorite. I, just like Die Hard, watch this every single Halloween. Uh, we're going to watch it leading up to Halloween Kills coming out October 15th. 
we're going to watch this and then the Halloween 2018, which is the official sequel to this one. And then the Halloween kills, which leads into that. But I love this movie. Can quote it, watch it every year. You know, it's, it's fantastic. The musical score, John Carpenter's musical score. is fantastic. Still, this theme is, you know, iconic to this day. One of my favorite horror movies is my probably, this is my all time favorite horror movie, I would say. And so the original 1978 Halloween, and I will be doing an episode uh, with a reaction video, as well as an official spoiler-free review of Halloween Kills when it comes out on October 15th. So I'll probably have it by that weekend, uh, more than likely, to film it and edit it and everything. But I will be doing a episode about Halloween Kills, so please look forward to that as well. So those are my movies. So let's get into the television series. We've got The Newsroom, which this series came out back in, uh, it was 2012 to 2014, starring Jeff Daniels. Fantastic show. It's, I mean, enough words cannot be said about how great this show was. I kind of watched it on a whim. I was kind of like, well, I'm going to check this out. Heard good things about it. The first five minutes, the five to ten minutes of the very first episode will have you hooked. I I don't want to give away spoilers, but it's a fantastic, fantastic show. Check it out if you have not seen it. It lasted for three seasons. It's called The Newsroom. Justified. Justified aired from, it was, I think, 2010 to 2015-ish, around that time. Lasted six seasons, starring uh, Timothy Oliphant, as well as Walton Goggins. Great show. Uh, He plays, uh, Timothy Oliphant is fantastic. Raylan Givens. It's based on a book series. And it was fantastic. The show is great. Um, got some great action, great one-liners. He plays, he's a modern-day Western hero. I will, I'll just say that. But fantastic show. Walton Goggins is also amazing as Boyd Crowder. Um, but it's it's fantastic. Check it out. My next show, The Shield. The Shield aired from 2002 to 2008. Also stars Walton Goggins, ironically, and Michael Chiklis. Uh, this show came out, and again, I didn't really get into television, as I was saying in the episode that I did with Ryan. I didn't really get into te- television until the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, because I was more into movies growing up as a kid. And I kind of watched this, because this came out right around the time of 24, it came out a year after, and it really got me into, I mean, cop dramas. And and this is about pretty much a corrupt cop, uh, does some pretty shady stuff in the show. Um Check it out. It's really good. It's not not for kids, so don't watch it around the kids or anything, but it's it's a really excellent show. So check it out. It's The Shield. Next show, Person of Interest. Again, to go with my spy thriller uh, theme, as you see. Uh, Person of Interest aired from 2011 to 2016. Stars Jim Caviezel um, from Passion of the Christ, and as well as some other movies that he was in. Michael Emerson and Amy Acker. Um, fantastic show it's about technology and how it can affect lives like as far as they use technology to you know they have a computer system basically to kind of give a brief synopsis of the show a computer system that can you know tell everything about you by reading your faces so they can tell you you know your social security number your your id anything about your life it's kind of like watchdogs if anybody's played the video game watchdogs kind of like that uh but it's about that computer system and and what happens when it goes bad so there's a lot of good intrigue in the in the show. Fantastic, amazing show. So check it out. It's called Person of Interest. Next, Prison Break. 
Prison Break uh, aired for five seasons. It was on from 2005 to 2009, and then they revived it for an event series to kind of continue and finish the story in 2017. It stars uh, Wentworth Miller, Dominic Purcell, Robert Nepper, and Sarah Wayne Callies from Walking Dead. Great show. It's about a brother. Uh, Dominic Purcell plays a brother who basically gets put into prison. He was accused of assassinating the president's brother. And Wentworth Miller's character goes into the prison. He basically gets, you know, holds up a bank to get put into the same prison as his brother. He happens to, and this isn't really a spoiler because it is in the very, very, very first episode. So, but he has the entire schematics of the prison, how to escape and everything tattooed on his entire body. He basically helped design it. He's an, he, you know, he's, he's an engineer. He knows everything about that kind of stuff. So he basically tattooed the entire schematic of the entire jail on there. The, the series does take a turn. The first season's mostly about the prison. Onward from there, it kind of changes its course to being more of a government-type thriller. With um, conspiracies, you find a little bit more about the president's brother and the assassination, and maybe it wasn't him. Not going to get into anything else, but great show. You should definitely watch it on however you you know, watch your streaming services or whatever. But it's called uh, Prison Break. Next, and this one's going to be controversial a little bit because there's a lot of opinions, good and bad, about this show. I personally love it. Lost. So Lost came out, actually, what's funny, Lost was on the air at the same time as 24. Came out, it was lasted six seasons. It was 2004 to 2010. So it didn't last near as long as 24, but it was on at the same kind of time as 24. So I used to actually watch Lost, then switch right over to Fox to watch 24 right afterwards because they aired on the same night. And I really got into this story. I know the biggest complaint about Lost in general is they never finish the storyline. They never know where they were going with the show. Well, I got news for you. 99% of shows don't know where they're going. Some shows do it better than others and fake it better. But I I promise you, most shows have no idea where they're going with the story when they started off. And especially when it goes for more than one or two seasons, they're, they're like, okay, we got renewed. So what are we going to do? So I love the show. It's obviously about a a group of people who have crash landed on an island. Weird shit happens on the island. And that's all I'm going to get into. And I'm talking about like polar bears show up on an island, you know, a tropical island, things like that. A lot of confusion, a lot of flashbacks explaining the characters before they've crashed onto the island. There's a lot of stories. All of their stories intertwine with each other. There's a lot of Easter eggs. I do advise it. If you're into like thrillers or just something you want to turn your brain off for a little bit, watch Lost. I, li- I like it. Had no problem with the ending. I, I understand it was very controversial because the way it ended, it didn't really give closure and didn't really make a whole lot of sense. But I think they kind of left it up for the audience interpretation. So check it out. It's lost. Next is Homeland. Homeland aired from 2011 to 2020. It was on Showtime. It stars Claire Danes, Damian Lewis, Manny Panikin from Princess Bride, ironically. Fantastic, amazing show. Um, if you're into anything, political thrillers, uh, CIA, anything that involves that kind of thing, this show is amazing. It involves, you know, mental health. Claire Dame, she she's suffers from bipolar, you know, she's schizophrenic. She's got all kinds of stuff going on, but she won multiple Emmy Awards for this show. She was fantastic portraying the role. And it's great. It's I for me to give too much about the story, it would kind of give a lot away, but you should watch this show. If you've never watched it or don't know much about it, just watch it blind. Don't look up spoilers and it will take you for a ride. I promise. It's very, very, very well done. 
homeland. So three more. So this one, we actually, me and my wife, uh, we've been off and on trying to watch it over the last probably four years and just never got to it. So earlier this year, I said, no, we're going to sit down. We're going to watch this. And I mean, we got absolutely hooked. It's 12 Monkeys, the television series, not the movie. It's lasted four seasons from 2015 to 2018. Stars Amanda Shull and Aaron Stanford in, in the role. It's based loosely on the movie. The movie was fantastic. Starred Bruce Willis, um, had Brad Pitt back, I think, in the 90s, maybe late 80s, 90s. I don't know the date off the top of my head. But the movie was fantastic. I personally actually like 12 Monkeys, the television show, much better. And I think mostly due to the fact, I mean, it's 60 plus episodes. You can you can watch it and it gives a little bit more insight. But it's about a pandemic, ironically, that takes out a large portion of the human race. And it's about a time traveler that goes back and is trying to stop it. So as he tries to stop certain things, you know, the first episode starts off with him trying to assassinate someone that they thought was in charge of dispersing and creating the, the virus. And you find out, okay, they killed that person, but nothing changed in the future. So what's happening. And then as it goes on, there's so much, I mean, they did such a good job in the show of planning i think a little bit of a little bit ahead like two steps in the future to be able to like have easter eggs like in one episode you'll see something and then three episodes later you'll be like that's why that happened got it cool and they did an amazing job i mean i absolutely love this show we would watch it for you know eight nine hours if we were both off and, and tried to watch the entire series it, it was it was great i advise you to watch it it's called 12 monkeys so we got two left so this one this one's heavy the X-Files, the complete series. So I'm a huge fan of the X-Files. This is actually probably the first show I watched, like kind of live on television on a regular, uh, besides like The Simpsons and stuff like that when I was, you know, growing up. But the X-Files, it lasted for 11 seasons. It aired from two, 1993 to 2002. And then they had an event series in 2016 and also an event series in 2018. But it stars David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson. They, you know, obviously work for the x-files you know anybody i mean everybody knows what the x-files is they they you know paranormal activity you know chasing aliens all kinds of weird stuff happen i love it i can still watch some of the episodes you know some of our extreme classics it's still one of my top television shows i own a ton of books and novels from the series loved it back when it aired you know all those years ago and i watched the event series live when it when they came out as well so if anybody has time and checks that out this is a very long show there's a lot of episodes of that show but definitely check it out. It's the X-Files. And my last one, Shocker. Shocker. It's 24. So 24, obviously, um, it aired from 2001 to 2010. And 2014, Live Another Day came out, as well as 2017, 24 Legacy, which was a spinoff series. Stars Kiefer Sutherland as Jack Bauer. He's a government agent. Uh, works for CTU, the counter-terrorist unit. Uh, starts, each episode is at a hour of an actual day. So if you know, there's 24 episodes. It's an actual, the whole season is one day of real time. It's really well done. Plot twist you will not see coming at all, unless you read spoilers. I promise you, it is for as much as you might think, oh, I can, I can predict any TV show. I promise you, you will not. The show is very well done. It's, it's shocking, great action, explosions, anything you ask for. If you like action and you like just, you know, stuff being on the edge of your seat, it is amazing. I 
have said this to numerous people as someone has, who has not watched a ton of television. The worst 24 episode is usually better than 99% of the television out there. And I mean that in the sense that it's, it's never boring. Uh, Howard Gordon, the executive producer, writer of the show, actually said that in an interview where their goal was to have it. The, the episode, they didn't want it to be boring. It might not make sense sometimes, but the show is never boring. There's so much action, so much going on, you will never be bored. So definitely check it out, obviously. It's 24. And with that, that was pretty much my top 10 list. So top 10 movies, top 10 television shows. Please let me know what you guys what you guys like. I will love to hear your opinions. You know, email me, uh, comment on the comments in the on the YouTube video. Please like and subscribe the video, as well as Apple Podcasts. I'm also on Google Podcasts now, as well as Spotify. And also, uh, just a couple days ago, I launched InsideTheBunkerPodcast.com, which is my official website. It will update. On a consistent basis, I'm going to write some blogs on there, some reviews. I Also, you can check out my episodes through my direct website if you would like to go on there. And please just follow me. You can also send me a voice message through there and an email directly to my personal Inside the Bunker podcast at gmail.com email. Or like I was just saying, leave me a voice message and I will get back to you as far as, you know, if you want to ask me a question or a topic you'd like me to talk about or if you'd like to be a guest on the show and just, you know, shoot the crap. I'm game and I would love to hear from all of you. So with that, thank you for joining me for another episode of Inside the Bunker. October's going to be a huge month for me. There's a lot of episodes. I'm probably going to be doing three or four episodes. There's a lot going on. I've got the No Time to Die episode coming up for the new James Bond movie where I'll be reviewing that. We have Halloween Kills. I also have two conventions I'm going to. I'm going to Phantasm Orlando as well as Spooky Empire, which I'm going to meet some cool people. I'm planning on meeting uh nick castle and james jude courtney who plays michael myers in the new halloween kills movie as well as the original 1978 halloween as well as robert england who plays freddy krueger in nightmare on elm street and uh, as well as some other people so i'll probably have an episode talking about that maybe showing some video and pictures from that as well and i plan on doing some kind of halloween themed episode you know maybe talking about my top 10 horror movies or and and so forth. So October is going to be a huge month. Going to be a lot, lot of content coming out. So please follow, like, subscribe, all of that jazz. And I appreciate everything and all of the feedback you guys are giving me. And I will talk to all of you soon. And have a